Good afternoon. So I'm Michael Cade. I'm a global technologist at Veeam Software. What does that actually mean? So I get to one, understand what our product is doing and have a, a say in the feedback that we get from the field and push that into our product management. We have a real good dotted line into that to give feedback into it. I also get to look at what we have on the truck, what our product looks like, and get to play with cool stuff to make it do more. So that's why um, I've, we got to do some something pretty cool around around chef and automation. For those out here, did um, did anyone come to our session on Monday or whenever it well, Monday? Right, cool. So just to put that in, so that's recorded and that'll be available. But what we did there, we leveraged this cookbook which we're going to go into a little bit more detail around and we use that to build out a whole Veeam deployment within VMware and AWS end-to-end -end, using AWS EC2 instances our backup repository also configuring jobs with vSphere tags and being able to complete the whole solution and we did that in 45 minutes and the one caveat that I have to say is as much as we've got the word chef and we I'm going to go into the the, the detail around what chef is I'm no way a chef expert at all so there's a, a big shout out that I have to do here is that the guy that helped me write the concept and idea that I had in my head was a guy called Jeremy Goodrum and in true community spirit I have to give him a huge shout out for what he's put together from a chef cookbook point of view writing the Ruby code and also helping me with the terraform Bit, uh, Terraform scripts to be able to drive this. And still today, so this is 18 months we've been working around this and developing and adding, adding different features and functionality to that. And still to this day, he has no idea what we do at Veeam, which I think is pretty cool, right? So what we're gonna touch on, I'm gonna really go through why, why we did this. I'm then gonna go a bit about the basics of Chef. Is anyone, like, a, would you consider yourself a Chef expert out there? Okay, cool, we're all on the, on the same level then. Um, so we'll go through the basics of Chef. We're gonna go through why configuration management, why desired state um, with, from a Veeam perspective. Then we're gonna walk through, I've got some video demos that hopefully look, and look good on the screen um, and we can walk through actually getting that Chef cookbook and how we can get started. I think one of the things that we wanna bring out of this is that just because Chef or Terraform or that whole ecosystem of configuration management, desired state configuration, etc., it sounds pretty scary for us infrastructure guys. It's not, it really isn't. It's a case of someone else has already done the work. It's about now pushing that and using that code that, to better suit your environment or your use case. Don't be scared to using it. So the why, um, and this is the same why that we used um, yesterday and what we wanted to get out of it was really to be able to deploy that fully configured Veeam backup and replications environment using automation and orchestration. Veeam's not hard to deploy, it's seven clicks, next, next, next and that's it. It's really simple but by doing it using infrastructure as code or configuration management We've got the ability to be more flexible, be more dynamic. So we have the concept of proxies by being able to deploy those out um, dynamically at the start and at the end of a job and remove them and destroy them. We obviously can be more dynamic around the, fle the flexibility of the components that we have. 
We're obviously going to do that by leveraging infrastructure as a code. And at the end of that, we have this fully built out um, configuration management tool set that we have. So what was the driving use case around this? And it's really the second one down, so proof of concept. As an SE, when you go out and you install Veeam, it's not the Veeam installation that's, that's the, the hard part or the tricky part. It's actually getting the customer to build out the environment so that we can install Veeam. So by leveraging automation, we can actually do all of that for the customer. And we can bring up a, a Windows box from a template and we can get Veeam up and running in 28, uh, the best I saw on VMware on AWS was 22 minutes. Front, from no, no virtual machine at all, actually deploying and to be, to, to be configured to start taking backups. So 20, 22 minutes was the, the best time that I saw. So from a proof of concept, that's what we want to do. We want to get in there, we want to talk to the customer, and we want to be able to show what's, what, we, what the capabilities that we have. And then selfishly, I break so much stuff in my home lab. It's a case of spin it up, spin it down. And so I wanted something that was easy enough to just spin it up, do what I need to do, break it, that's what happens normally. Throw it away, bring it back, be more composable around that, be more dynamic in, in that use case. But also from service providers, be, again, being a, those resources, those proxies that are lifting and shifting that data, they've got a cost um, associated to them. So by being able to spin them up, spin them down absolutely when they're, they're needed, then we can make life easier from, from our Veeam service providers. And scalability, who wants to be deploying 30, 40 proxies to look after 10,000 virtual machines? I'd rather, just make, I'd rather just put in, I want 40 proxies and then let something else go and deliver that for, for me. So before, as I've said about Veeam not being difficult to, to install or configure, but think about those larger environments and being more dynamic. That was the whole use case around why, why we did that. So that was pre us putting, putting this chef cookbook together. So let's get into a bit of the componentry or the architecture that we see within Chef. So at the top there, we have the concept of a Chef supermarket. This isn't a cooking course. If anyone thought this was going to be a, a trip, like a, a Gordon Ramsay show and us looking at how we cook something, then yeah, we're in the wrong place. But a concept of a chef supermarket, and this is really where all the cookbooks, where all of those, those um, community-driven cookbooks live. And a cookbook consists of a recipe and, or several recipes to be able to go out and deliver whatever that desired state may be. And then we have our workstation, which ultimately could be our laptop, could be a, an actual server that we're using. And then we have the concept of a chef client. So the chef client gets installed onto whatever that desired state endpoint is. And then you have the chef server. Now the chef server is that central management that allows us to uh, send and receive requests around where the, those cookbook, which cookbooks need to be used. And that chef server could be either hosted chef um, from a, like a SaaS play, if you, if you will, and that, that will look after that node management or the chef clients that we're deploying. Or it could be on-premises, you just spin up a Windows or a Linux box and that runs the chef server, as well as an EC2 instance as well that could do that. So that's the really the simple componentry and what that looks like. So what is that configuration management? And I want to get to the videos pretty quickly, but it's established set of rules. It's that desired state. So for example, we've built out a Veeam backup and replication fully, full standalone uh, runbook 
or recipe that allows us to go and build that 100%. It's going to be the all standalone. It's going to be the Veeam backup and management server. It's going to be the proxy and it's going to be the repository all in one. And that's where we get that 22 minutes from to be able to deploy that from start to finish. But then we have a proxy recipe as well. So if we just want to deploy additional proxies, we could go and do that as well. And we choose the recipe to what we want to cook. So I kind of touched on this as well, is that the chef, uh, the chef integration in this instance allows us to go inside of that, inside of the operating system, inside of that Windows box and do that configuration management against the application. We use Terraform to deploy the infrastructure and we use Chef to keep that in a lockstep or a desired state within that machine, depending on what recipe we've put to that machine. So what, what we've got so far, um, so if we go and look at these, uh, these mandatory components that we have, I kind of touched on that all being an all-in-one, but they could be scalable and they could be distributed. So what, we, what we've got in our, our recipe today or in our cookbook today is the ability to deploy them in a in a granular fashion or as a as a whole. We may get it round to doing something around the the other components that we have within the the set. So just going back to this and how this is going to look as we run through the the quick demos is we're going to download that chef cookbook from the supermarket. We'll show you that chef cookbook. We're going to show you how we're going to send that cookbook to a chef client and deploy that virtual machine out using Terraform. And this is going to be a complete standalone build. And I'm, we're not obviously not going to sit here for 22 minutes and wait for that to happen. The art of magic and video allows me to show you that. But then we're also, what we're going to do is we're going to deploy additional proxies on top of that. So we get to see this distributed environment, dynamic distributed environment. And I think the key message here is around, and it wouldn't be a, a community session without me putting a picture of a cat and some, and mentioning cattle and not pets, but it's really taking away that our backup infrastructure and taking, it, taking the, the naming convention of your servers and treating them like pets to actually now let's be more dynamic about what we spin up and spin down and how we, how we use that. So, Ultimately, and the last video allows us to really go out and if we know that there's a backup window that we need to achieve, then we can go out and deploy these additional proxies and then destroy them once the backup or the replication job is completed. So when I start this, okay, so first of all, we're gonna head over to the Chef Supermarket. This is all completely community driven there's, um, it's, it's, uh, and completely available. What this is saying is there's thousands of cookbooks and different recipes for different application sets. If you do it, if you go there and you grab a, um, if you search in Veeam, you're gonna see what's available from a Veeam perspective. Here we've actually just updated this to 2.1.1, which we have a versioning control system that allows us to go and, uh, and, um, and keep this up to date with additional recipes. One thing you'll see, that readme, gives a much better description to what I'm giving to it right now. It's very in-depth. What we're also using, we're gonna use the hosted chef. So this is where I'm, uh, I'm just logging into this. The download starter kit is the Chef DK. So this is what needs to go onto your laptop or whatever's running the cookbook. Again, very simple. It looks like a PowerShell window when we spin that up. It doesn't, it's, it's ultimately that. The knife config is the ability to 
make sure that the hosted chef or the chef server can speak to that workstation and it brings down that configuration so they can talk to each other. So we're going to generate that. We've already done that. So now we're going to jump back over to our, once we've downloaded it, we're going to jump back onto our workstation and we're going to generate the repo that builds out a generic, like a standard um, chef, chef config of folders, like basically examples of cookbooks, etc., to get to get things started. Then we're going to put our knife file in there. I need to kind of speed these up a bit. But um, so this is out of the box. This is what it looks like. So the example cookbook, etc. So you could start working on that straight away and you use that as a template to go and start building your own own recipes and cookbooks from here. But from our point of view, we've we've got our um, our own cookbook. So but we, what we need is that configuration file, that knife file to be able to um, authenticate, if you will, with the, the hosted chef server. So we're going to we're going to move that over into our into our um, chef directory. And yeah, I'm ahead of that. So we're going to copy that downloaded knife file over into here. And then once that, and then we're going to copy the, the authentication key, the private key. And then now we're ready to test that connection to the chef server. At this point, we've done nothing. This is literally just getting the chef environment up and running. You go and choose now which cookbook you'd like to download and start using. So you'll see in the here, we've, we've got the uh, generic default um, uh, policies in there. And now we want to go and install that, that Veeam cookbook and bring that down to our, to our workstation. So we've installed that. You just saw, saw that. And now what we want to do is actually upload that Veeam, Veeam cookbook to our hosted chef server. And that's going to do it for us, blah, blah, blah. Now, there's some additional steps that we need. And what we're going to do is the, the dependencies that, that rely on some of those chef cookbooks. So for our example, Burks needs to be installed so that we can leverage that. Um, but again, it's very simple. We, we need to upload that or install and upload that to our system. And now you're going to see that we've got the Veeam cookbook inside of our hosted chef. We also have the concept of a data bag. Data bags are really there to store the components that we need within our cookbook. So the analogy there is that we keep our license file in there, but you could keep your ISO files, you could keep configuration files, etc., that need to be there for the, the, uh, for the overall deployment. So the ISO files are there and they're linked, and we've also can go and get the, uh, the license file. So you drop the license file. If you don't have a license file in that data bag, then we'll from a Veeam point of view, we just install the free version. So you, you can still play around with it in your lab, and it will still allow you to protect virtual machines in there, but it will just be the free version. But there's still a lot of functionality in there. So that's really the 101 and where, Veeam, where the Veeam cookbook looks, where it is in the chef supermarket, and how to just get that up and running. Now what we're going to do is run through the installation of that and how we get that going. So we've got a Windows template. Everyone's got one in their VMware environment. This is all up to date, it's pretty standard, it's a vanilla. And what we do in our Terraform is we're going to reference that template in there. All of these Terraform are, are available on the, on the GitHub site so that we can download all of this. This is free to anyone to, to go and 
go and play with. From here, we're going to point it to what we've got a web server, but ultimately, there are obviously the, the ISOs are available online from Veeam.com, so we can download them. We've got the checksum that we need to check against, and you'll see later on how we can perform updates into that as well. So we're going to run Terraform plan to make sure that everything is in line and it's going to run as it should. And what this is going to do is going to go through and it's going to install these um, everything that we need for, from that cookbook or from that recipe. So we're happy with that. So let's let's run that Terraform apply, and that's going to run through, and it's going to start to build that that custom spec out that we want. So with that, is that if we jump back over to the so that again, video video magic allows us to fast forward this, but you'll see now that we've got this Veeam virtual machine, and it's going to just deploy that template, and it's now now going to start running through through the code and start connecting over WinRM. It's then going to start the deployment of the Veeam components within that all-in-one machine. So if we log into that virtual machine now, we're going to see that it's a very vanilla machine. You see no icons. There is no Veeam installed on this server. But let's just jump into the add remove programs just to be sure. And you'll see, OK, we don't have anything. We have our VMware tools. We have basically how we left that, that template. But if we fast forward, so what we're doing here is we've connected over WinRM. We're going to then start to do the chef client installation that we need on there. We're going to then take that cookbook and we're going to download and deploy that within that chef client. And then we're going to start running through that installation process. So next, when we jump back into, uh, so what we've also done here is the ability to download the latest ISO as well. So that web server that I had hosts that, that ISO for Veeam. Or you could ultimately put that inside of your, maybe your template, and then you don't have to wait for that to be downloaded. We're going to, download, we're going to install all of the Veeam prerequisites as well. So we're going to install the SQL Express for fast reasons, but there's no reason why we couldn't add another step to go to a full, fully blown out SQL. You saw there that that's the add remove programs. You're starting to see things getting populated in there. We're then going to go out and deploy the catalog service within, within that whole standalone setup. And then the bulk of it is around that Veeam server, so being able to go out there and deploy that. So you see that at 12 minutes, we've already started that. We're well and truly down the line of getting Veeam back up and replication up and running. So again, we're going to run through that. And you see, uh, yeah, so install the backup server. That's now finished. And then we get down to the, the uh, console so that we can actually dive into the Veeam, um, Veeam backup, backup and replication management server. We're also going to do the Veeam Explorers. Again, what we could do is we could deploy the catalog on one server. We could deploy the Explorers on another server, the management console on another server. But now, if we dive into that machine again, you'll see that this is just a very standard build of Veeam along with our license. Also notice that 95.0.711. So that's 9.5 update 0 or update 1. I can't remember which one. But that's end to end. That's now Veeam installed. And we could literally point that to our vCenter server and start protecting virtual machines. And you can see what we've done here. It gives you the IP address. Again, because this is a lab, we're just using DHCP that deploys out. A, so you could ultimately start 
running and protecting those workloads. So another thing that we've added in here is, is the ability to upgrade Veeam as well. So you saw those lists of ISOs that we put into the, the README. If we, as soon as, so we just did this last week, the update 3A came out a month or so ago, and we actually just added in the URL and the checksum, and then we're able to coordinate those updates as part of the whole chef package. So think about that is that we can manage that configuration constantly from a, a Veeam update point of view. So being able to go forward in terms of updates or roll back if, if anything was to not work. So this is where we're going to go into the autumn. No, go back, go back, go back. Now, have I broken it? So with that in mind, so again, I said about that 711, you can see that it's all updated, but you'll see that we also flag that there's missing updates within that system because we know that there's a, there's a new update from a Veeam perspective. So if we go back to that um, our Terraform script, you see that now we've added this update URL and an update checksum. Our updates are available in a, in a zip file so that we can just inject them into, into the environment. So now that we've just added that line of code into our Terraform script, we'll then go and check the configuration again against that Veeam server. We'll see that there's an update available. We've just run again a Terraform, um, apply, a Terraform uh, apply on that. And this is now going to go through. It's going to unzip that, that update file. And it's going to then start that upgrade process. But we don't really need to sit through all of that. And then it just keeps it in that lockstep, that desired state. Desired state. And Again, you'll see that the build number, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go and install build number 1536, which at the time was update three. But now we're on another build number. I'm not as geeky to remember our build numbers off the top of my head. So that's going to take the time it takes normally to upgrade that, upgrade, uh, update that, that software. But we don't really need to sit and watch that. We don't need to click next. We can just let that play itself out. And when we come back from our coffee, we can go back and we can see that we're, we're already updated and we're, we're simply changing the way we look at updating those, the, the Veeam component servers and we're treating them more like cattle than like our little pets. So now this is the bit that really is the, the icing on the cake for what we do here. And that's about being able to dynamically add and destroy those Veeam proxies. So the, these, our proxies are the muscle that moves the data from A to B, wherever that needs to be. So we're going to take that virtual machine, we're going, to move, we're going to take the backup, and we need to put it somewhere. A proxy moves that data. So here, again, we could, we're could we defining our, our default username and password for both the VBR server. And what, our, what we can do also within the Chef Cookbook, or within the proxy recipe, is actually build out a proxy template. So we're already going to pre-stage the Windows template that we took. We're going to get it to a state with the transport service and dependencies already installed. And then we're going to take a snapshot of that, basically. And we're going to have a new template there called Veeam Proxy. So if we then run Terraform Apply and we say, I want to put X amount of proxies. I don't know if you saw that, but I put two extra proxies. And we're going to call that Proxy 01 and Proxy 02. That's going to go out, and it's going to build them concurrently. So if that VBR server took 25 minutes to build out, 
then and we've already pre-staged the majority of the work in these proxies they generally take i think it's around 10 8 to 10 minutes to actually bring them up so we define that proxy count we can literally say 10 20 and it will go and deploy them out for us and you'll see concurrently as well so it's also going to check the VBR server and again, make sure that the configuration's in, in play because what we need, once we've built those proxies, we need to add them into, the, into our VBR server. And what they'll also do is connect into the, the hosted chef and we'll keep an eye on that from a chef point of view to make sure that the configuration doesn't drift or slip. So that, and, that, and that's really the whole point of that is that we don't want any of our proxies to fall out of, uh, out of, out of sync with our, with our environment. So let's fast forward and we should jump back over into VBR and you're going to start to see now these proxies being deployed and added into VBR. So there's our first one and before too long you're going to have the, the second one appear in there. Yeah, so the recipes for each individual um, one is in there and the Terraform is on a separate GitHub page as well, but I'll, I've got a link. So, yeah, that's going to go in. You've seen that it's registered. It's going to install any any other dependencies that we've included in that recipe. Register it to the Beam Backup and Replication server. So now we've got a VBR server plus two additional proxies to to be able to scale out our our backup requirements. You see, I think it takes about, I think I mentioned eight to 10 minutes, but we've got, we've actually got that quicker, but it also depends on your environment as well that, but there we go. So 11 minutes and 21 seconds. It also gives this output here so that we can see, and you may want to feed them that information into something else like a JSON file, which we did in our session yesterday, because we're calling different scripts for different functionality. But now you get to see that we've got a fully scaled out, a dynamic deployment of Veeam in what 30, 25 to 30 minutes. Um, but let's say that we've just finished that backup job and we want to get rid of one of those proxies. So what we're going to do, if you saw that I did a Terraform apply var proxy underscore count equals one, that means we're going to go and destroy one of those proxies that we just, just did because we don't need it anymore because we've finished our workload and let's get rid. So again, just quickly running through this. Since we set it to one, that's going to destroy. It takes a lot. It's a lot faster to destroy something than to build it. But if we head back into here, you should see it disappear like that. And then we're there if we need that proxy. But again, we could say proxy zero. So it will just remove that one. We'll always have the Veeam backup and replication server as a configured proxy. Yeah, and make sure that that's in good shape. And then when that job comes around again, we can go, okay, proxy underscore count two again. You see there, all in there. So, and that works the same way. So if we want then to scale up and scale out to five, then we just, again, we just change that proxy underscore count to whatever number suits and 
deals with that, the, the workload that we need to protect. And this can be put into a PowerShell script that we then bolt onto the backup job as a pre-script or a post-script. So we can then say, okay, we know that our backup jobs are gonna start at five o'clock or they're gonna start every hour. Okay, so at 10 to the hour or 12 minutes to the hour, we're gonna say, okay, deploy 10 proxies. And then as soon as that job's finished, let's get rid of them. So think about that from a service provider or from a, a larger, a large scale environment is that we could spin up, spin down, rather than leaving them there all day, every day, just consuming your CPU, your memory and storage on, on your, um, in your environment, we could actually just um, be more dynamic about that deployment. So if you just saw there, I'll just head back because I was talking over it. But you can see there that we've just gone proxy count five and it's gone out there and it's deployed an additional four to the one that we already had there. So just to wrap things up, so this is completely community. There is, it's not a, an official Veeam thing. So everything's available either on the Chef Supermarket or within Get, GitHub. The links are, uh, uh, there's a link on the Chef Supermarket that gets you to the GitHub. Um, it will also be in the Veeam Hub, Get, GitHub account. So yeah, and the more input and the power means that we can do more with this. So as much feedback as we can get allows us to drive different areas. Like the, the whole proxy count was new and then we've just done the whole proxy template thing. All of that is just evolving as we, as we move forward. So again, the big thing that I wanna emphasize is one, if you haven't already, look up Terraform and see what the power of that is. Um, and two, don't be afraid of things like the Chef, the Terraform. It's going to be the way that us infrastructure guys are definitely going forward from an automation point of view and orchestration. All you need is listed there. This will be available afterwards as well. With that, thank you very much.